Hello and welcome to The Well Podcast. Find out more at facebook.com forward slash The Well Event. Aware of the presence of Jesus, uh, just as Maria said, that there's the presence of Jesus that means everything. If you want an answer, if you're searching for an answer, He has the answer. He is the answer. Something about the presence of God. I suppose that's what the psalmist says. He says, then I went into the house of the Lord, and there or then I understood. Sometimes life is messy. Sometimes life just, you don't know what way to turn and what to do, but you come into His house. Come into the presence of the King. Come in before one who's real, and it's as if understanding gets deposited into your being. You know the way ahead, and truth rings out in your heart that way is Jesus. Hope has a name. His name is Jesus. And if I'm going to give this message a, a title tonight, uh, it's taken from words that Jesus spoke in the passage I, I'll read in just a moment. And if I say nothing else, get this. Maybe take this home with you. Let it change you. The words that Jesus speaks, take heart. Get up. He's calling you. Take heart. Get up. He's calling you. Uh, let's read the Bible. Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. This is the story of blind Bartimaeus. You know it really well. You've heard this story before, and you've probably heard it preached on before. But tonight, I believe God has something to say. I believe God's people will be encouraged, and I believe if tonight you are here and you don't know Him, I really hope you'll see how attractive and how beautiful Jesus is. I really hope that He will win your heart in this place this evening. Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. This is what the Bible says. They came to Jericho, and as He was leaving Jericho with His disciples in a great crowd, Bartimaeus a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately, he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Let's pray, shall we? Uh, Father, we delight tonight to be in the house of God. We delight tonight to be in your presence. We delight tonight to be in the presence of the one that we love, the one who has touched our hearts, the one who has redeemed us, the one who gave everything for us. Thank you, O oh God, for all that has happened already, for the spoken word, for the worship, for the testimony for the singing. Lord, it is so good to be somewhere where the things that pertain to the kingdom of the living God are being carried out. But just now, we're coming to your word. 
please would you bless your word unto our hearts. Glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, Jesus has come through Jericho, and the crowds are following him. These events take place just about one week before Jesus will go to the cross. Uh, And so the people who see him passing through, this is their last opportunity to encounter him. He will not be returning this way again. The cross, it is before him. And as you've heard it said from this platform, week after week and year after year, the cross, it's the greatest event in history. The cross, the centerpiece of the universe. The cross of Jesus where he would go to be whipped where he would go to have that mock trial that even Joel has spoken of already, where he would go to have the beard pulled from his face, where he would go to have nails driven through his hands and through his feet, crown of thorns would be placed upon his head, and there in the physical torment, the weight of the sins of the world would be put upon him. And Jesus knew that this was his ultimate destiny. The Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And so Jesus, one week to go, he's focused. And know this this evening, in focusing upon the cross, he was focusing upon you. Greater love has no man than this but that a man would lay down his life for his friends. And he laid down his life on the cross for you, and he desires to call you his friend. He desires this evening to bring you into that intimate place with him. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet peradventure for a good man, some might even dare to die. But God commendeth, shows, demonstrates his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And He sent His Son to be the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Here in the story, Jesus is focused on the cross. Jesus was focused upon you. And it's in these moments as He's coming through out of Jericho. He's heading towards Jerusalem. And it would have been common in those days for people to line both sides of the road begging for whatever reason they had. And amongst these people begging were blind people. The other gospels record that there was more than just Bartimaeus. But Mark seems to focus exclusively upon this one blind man, Bartimaeus. And he's an interesting character. There's a bit of intrigue even with his name, uh, Bar, which is Aramaic for son of, and Timaeus, which actually is a Greek name. And here you have a combination of the Aramaic and the Greek together, which is not anywhere else in the New Testament. Bartimaeus, it seems to me, was a bit of a unique person, maybe even a bit of a character. And it's possible that even here this evening, you are all too aware of your uniqueness. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. Uh, It might be embarrassing, but I feel like I could. Hands up. Who feels unique? Hands up. Who feels that they're a little bit different? 
hands up who feels that often they don't fit in, they might not belong. Maybe you're even all too aware of how odd and peculiar you can be at times, or maybe even I just speak for myself. But the point is this. Jesus loves you in your uniqueness. Jesus loves you with all your peculiarities. Jesus loves you even with all your oddities. And Jesus doesn't want you to change any of them. He wants you to come to Him just the way you are. He loves you. He loves you. Uh, Bartimaeus, where the, the writer goes on to explain it a little bit deeper and saying that is he was the son of Timaeus. Commentators think that perhaps Timaeus was known to the readers that Mark was writing to in his gospel. It's possible he even came to know Jesus as a result of the miracle that occurred with his son. And the point here is simply this, that what you do in the opportunity that Jesus presents to you to come to him has an impact on more than just you. Do you realize the responsibility you have in life? Do you realize that there's people in their family, in your family, and their eyes are upon you? Do you know that there's parents and they're looking to you? Do you know even greater still there's children in your family and they're looking to you? And what you do with Jesus affects them. It impacts them. You have a duty before God to raise your family right and to live right before God with Jesus in your heart, with godly purpose, with godly principle, with kingdom impact, to bring your family along on the king's highway, to save them and to redeem them from the things of the world, and to make sure they're on the road to heaven. Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, he knew that Jesus was passing. He had one opportunity. Jesus was not passing this way again. He cries out, and the words that he speaks are kind of revealing as to what's going on within the heart of this blind man, because the words that he says are very, very unique. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. It seems that Bartimaeus has knowledge of who Jesus actually is. He has knowledge of the royal lineage of Christ. In fact, the term that he uses is a messianic one, Jesus, son of David. Jesus, the one who was promised, who would come through the line of David, the Messiah. I know that it's you. I believe that it's you. And you've got to wonder, when so many people at this particular time, even the very disciples themselves at times, did not fully understand who Jesus was. Here's Bartimaeus, and he's got it. Do you know the blindness that he had was perhaps his greatest gift to enable revelation in his heart as to who Jesus was? I will lift up my eyes to the hills. I'll lift up my eyes to the hills. I'm looking for help. Where does my help come from? I'm looking for it with the eyes of the flesh. Where is my help according to Psalm 121? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. My help comes from one who's not seen with the eyes of the flesh. My help comes from one who is seen by revelation within the very heart. 
Bartimaeus lived in the days before you could have instant access to news reports. So the word of Jesus would have spread by word of mouth. And as Bartimaeus sat by the roadside, he wasn't distracted by the things of the eyes. He wasn't distracted by what he would see and what he could take in. He had time to be alone. He had time to think. He had time to meditate. And so all that he was hearing about Jesus, how he preached, how he taught, how he had power, how he had authority, how he could heal, how he spoke like no one had ever spoken before, how he set the captive free, how there was recovery of sight to the blind. All these things that Bartimaeus was hearing, he was able to spend time meditating upon them. And it's as if somehow deep calls out to deep. And as he meditates in his heart, not being able to be distracted by the eyes, the revelation knowledge from God himself enters his heart. I think of Peter when Jesus asks his disciples, who do men say that I am? Some say it's Moses, Elijah, one of the prophets, and then Peter speaks up. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Peter, Jesus says, blessed are you, Peter. Flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. Do you know I could stand and try and convince you for hours with reason of argument that Jesus is indeed the Christ, the Son of the living God? I could stand all week and try and convince you by reason of intellect that Jesus is the Son of God and the Savior that you need in your life. But what's greater than any words that I could speak is the revelation power of the Spirit of the living God penetrating your heart even as you sit in His presence tonight and I wonder, is it happening? As you've sat under the worship with the Spirit of God moving in the house, as you've sat listening to testimony of a life changed by Jesus, as you've sat and you've listened to spoken word and you've listened to ministry and song, does it ring true in your heart? If it does, know this. That means tonight is your opportunity. Jesus is passing this way, and He's revealed Himself unto you for His glory for His greatness, but for your good, because He loves you. The crowd try and put Bartimaeus off. You can't help but think of how the crowd has done this before. Pastor David this morning was dedicating a little child, and he mentioned how the little children were brought to Jesus. What a beautiful, beautiful thing to do, to bring children unto Jesus. And it's in this moment the disciples get it wrong. Don't bother the master. Leave the master alone. Don't be bringing those kids unto Jesus till the master rebukes them. Let the children come to me. Uh, forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. The crowd can sometimes put you off. Even the very followers of Jesus can sometimes put you off. Uh, and, and the truth is this. I've heard it time and time and time again, and maybe you've heard it yourself. I'm not going to come to Jesus. I'm not going to become a Christian because, see that follower of Jesus there? He said this and he did that. See that follower of Jesus? They claimed to know him and, and she said this and she said that. And the truth is in what Maria said to us before she sang, listen, even we can be a mess at times. Even the very followers of Jesus can get it wrong. But listen to me, that's the beauty of it. Because this is a story of grace. This is a story of one who sees when I get it wrong. This is a story of one who never casts me off.
I'll never be plucked out of his hand. I belong to him for time and for eternity. And even when I get it wrong as a follower of Jesus, by the beauty of his grace, he covers it and he leads me on with himself day after day after day after day. And that follower of Jesus that you've pointed the finger at can never be the excuse for you because you stand before him and you give account for yourself and he stands before you with his beauty. He stands before you with his love. He stands before you and he says, yes, even you will make mistakes, but I still want you. I still want to gather you. I still want to hold you. I still want you to be in my family as a child of the living God. The crowd are told, don't put him off. In fact, the opposite. Bring him to me. And that's where Bartimaeus hears words that I read at the very start as a title for this message. They go to him and they say words that I want you to grasp tonight. Take heart. Get up. He is calling you. Take heart. Get up. He is calling you. And what I feel so strongly in my spirit tonight that there's somebody here and you've messed up in life so, so bad, you fear that there's no hope for you. You fear that coming to Jesus is something you'll never now be able to do because whatever this is that you have done, it's ruled you out of the equation. Hope will never be your portion. Hope's for someone else who has never done what you've done. Hope is for someone else who's never been in that encounter where you were. You've crossed the line, you're past the point of no return, and yet what's impressed upon my heart for you as the Word of God this evening is this. No, still you can take heart. You can get up, because God is calling you where sin abounds. Grace abounds so much more. Take heart. He's calling you. Micah says, when I fall, then shall I arise. So what the blind man does next, it's brilliant. He's not going to miss his opportunity. Here's a guy who, to use an expression that I do not understand, but I've heard it all my life, he's keen as mustard. He is going to make this happen. And the first thing that he does, the cloak that he's wearing, he throws it off. And I don't know if anyone here has ever been a little bit like me. Sometimes I feel like Calamity Jane. Actually, I was sitting in my seat there just before I got up and I was taking a drink of water and I spilled it over my trousers. I was thinking, oh, of perfect timing, eh? Did you ever put a coat on and you're in a hurry or a jacket? I bet there's somebody else here this has happened to and you're really in a serious hurry, and you're rushing out the door, and you go run past the door, and your, your pocket catches the handle of the door, and it pulls you straight back in when you're trying to rush out. Bartimaeus was taking no chances. He was throwing off everything that would restrict him. He's throwing off everything that would stop him from coming to Jesus, because this was the one opportunity. Who is he that's stopping you coming to Jesus? Who is she 
that's stopping you coming to Jesus? What is it that's stopping you coming to Jesus? There's only one life. will soon be passed. And only what's done for Jesus will last. It's time to cast off everything that's stopping you taking the opportunity, the opportunity of a lifetime to be cleansed, redeemed, forgiven, and to be planted firmly into the family of God. Cast it off. Cast it off once and for all and be set free in Jesus' name. He threw off his coat and he sprang up. A blind man, he didn't even know where his feet were going to land, but he sprang up instantly. Do you know, for about a year and a half now, 18 months, that's how old uh, my little baby or toddler, little Lila is. And it means for about a year and a half, I have not had to set an alarm clock. It's brilliant. I've got a wee human alarm in the house now. Uh, Apart from just a couple of weeks ago, we had a week of prayer for this time of mission, and that was starting just a wee bit earlier. I had to get up at half five for that one. I needed to set the alarm for about the first time in 18 months. Now, who here does this? You set the alarm, and when the alarm goes, like it's not a pleasant sound, snooze, eh? And then what's it for? Seven minutes, seven minutes later, I was a snooze again. Seven minutes later, snooze again. An hour can go past, and then you realize, for goodness sake, I should have just set my alarm for an hour later. And the key thing to getting up in the morning, eh? You know this. It's so hard to do at times. The alarm goes. You got to just get up, eh? Sore head, you know, feeling rough, feeling rotten. You got to spring up. And I think Northern Ireland, especially, It's full of people who are hitting the snooze button in life, hitting the snooze button upon the call of God, hitting the snooze button upon the call of Jesus that beckons you unto him to come to the foot of the cross, to get blood washed and blood bought, to get cleansed, redeemed, forgiven. Someday, 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 but it seems like tomorrow is never coming, and days become weeks, and weeks become months, and months become years, and your life will pass. It's time to spring up. It's time to leap up. It's time to come to Jesus. Today, if you hear His voice, harden not your heart. Behold, now is the accepted time. Right now is the very day of salvation. It's amazing what Jesus does next. Jesus who knows everything, absolutely everything. In fact, all the people standing there know what this blind man wants in this moment. And yet, strangely, Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? You know, he loves the interactive qualities that he can have with you. I've mentioned of a little 18-month-old daughter. She'll sit in her high chair, eating her lunch, maybe a wee bit of pancake, a bit of banana. And then when she's decided that it's finished, her routine or her technique to let us know that she's done, she begins to launch her food all around the room, over both shoulders, bits of banana, bits of pancake, raspberries, blueberry. If ever you visit my home and you end up sitting on a piece of fruit, I apologize. Not my fault. It's Lila launching it. So I go over to her. And I'm trying to encourage her to speak. I say, Lila, do you want down? Do you want down out of your high chair? Uh, and this has been a really lovely moment. I said, do you want down? And we Lila just says, down, down, down. 
and it melts my heart because I desire it so much. Oh, I want the, the interaction with the child that I love. Now, do you get it? He wants interaction with you. He knows everything about you. He knows it before you even say it, and yet the desire of the heart of the Father is that you would interact with Him, that you'd pour out everything to Him, that you'd tell Him everything you've ever done, tell Him everything, everywhere you've ever been, tell Him even the deepest, darkest secrets of your heart, and what you will find in His beauty as you interact with Him, you will find the smile of a Father covering your sin, covering your iniquity, bringing you into the place of intimacy and fellowship and communion with Him as you were designed to have it. There's a God-shaped hole in all of us, a God-shaped hole that only Jesus can fill in perfect and beautiful intimacy with Him. Jesus tells blind Bartimaeus, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately, brilliant, isn't it? Brilliant, immediately. Who here needs an immediately moment? Immediately, Bartimaeus receives his sight. Nothing, nothing that Jesus cannot do. Go your way, Bartimaeus. As I was meditating on this earlier, I've got to be honest that the words of a Fleetwood Mac song just kept going over and over in my head. You can go your own way. But that's what Bartimaeus was told. You can go your own way. Do what you want now, Bartimaeus. Your faith has made you well. But the beautiful conclusion to the story is this. You read that Bartimaeus followed him. He chose to follow him along the way. You can go your own way. Walk out of here. Go your own way. But tonight I beseech you with all of my heart, choose to follow Jesus. Jesus. 